0: Yeah, I'd rather be a lover than a fighter fight. Cause all my life I've been fighting. fighting Never felt a feeling of comfort All this time I've been fighting And I never had someone to come on What's going on? Another podcast Love it, love it It's Friday, another Friday podcast It's the weekend Gotta love the weekends Why we love the weekends? Why do we love the weekends? Because sports, a lot of sports happen on the weekends. Gotta love sports. Gotta love them. Uh, Crazy little week that we had um, in the sports world. And um, there were some interesting, definitely interesting headlines um, that have come up this week. Um, and I think the biggest one that <laughs> has to be talked about um, has to be this... Um, headline that I read the other day, and I'm actually concerned by the headline for a few reasons. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, according to uh, the betting odds, are now the NHL favorite, tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning, to win the Stanley Cup don't do that. Don't play with a fan base that has been waiting for this for 50 years. 50 years. The, the, the franchise is 100 years old now, and they have only won trophies, Stanley Cups, during the first 50 years. The last 50 years, nothing. Don't give these people too much hope. I'm a Leafs fan, but and I love the start that they're having don't don't get me wrong, six and one, six one and 0 is pretty great to start the season, but don't get a a fan base that's as frustrated as this one as much hope as this because this is a little and you know the way Toronto is I don't have to explain it to anybody if you know the Toronto market, you know the Toronto scene to, quote-unquote, center of the hockey universe. The city goes crazy for this stuff. The media goes nuts for this stuff. This is absolutely insane. I don't know how we jumped. We jumped from, you know, maybe the top 10. We're in the, the 10th to 12th favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And now we're number one. I don't understand how that happens in seven games. Now, Do we really believe it? Do we really believe that the Leafs are this good? Do we really believe that the Leafs can win the Stanley Cup? Do we? Um, I'm going to go with it's plausible. It's plausible. I don't think it's going to happen. I still think we have some significant holes on our back end that may end up being... The downfall of this team. Now, we can score in bunches. We can score in bunches. We can score. We're averaging I almost five goals a game. That's incredible. Now, with something like this, um, you can score yourself out of problems, and that's all fine and dandy. Uh, but what happens to the one game or a couple games that you might not score. Because it's going to happen. They're going to have games that they're going to score less than five goals a game. Now, if they can keep up the pace and score four, five, six goals a game, sure. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat a team that can score that many goals, even with defensive lapses. However, we cannot... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't give a frustrating fan base like the Toronto Maple Leafs this much hope. It's re- looking really good. We're having a they're having a very great start to the season. Probably better than they've had in uh almost you know twenty years. However, however, we have to be A little logical. I know logic is not a thing in most Leaf fan vocabulary. And this is me as a Leaf fan saying it still needs to be logical. Still needs to be logical. Can't have it that crazy and blow up after seven games. Don't forget, this is the team. And I know you can say everything of, you know, Shanahan wasn't there before. The coach wasn't there before. Management was different. The players were different. But this team did this whole what do they call it the 18 wheeler off the cliff multiple times with multiple different teams with multiple different people driving said 18 wheeler. So I love the Leafs and I love the start that they're having. However, let's calm down a little bit. They look very good. They look very good. Would I put them as Stanley Cup favorites? No. Would I list them as a Stanley Cup contender? Yes. If they can play at least 75% of this way, the rest of the way, they'll definitely make the playoffs. They'll definitely get a favorable matchup if they finish first or second place in their division. And they'll have a better chance to make themselves Stanley Cup favorites. So, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a great, 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 great team. They're doing very well. Their scoring is unbelievable. Their defense wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. However, it does appear here and there in games. We saw it in the game against the Rangers. We kind of saw it a little bit in the last game against Detroit. It is there. However, if you can only have if you have a couple good defensive games and the one bad defensive game, you're still scoring a bunch, you'll be fine. Now, does that mean the Leafs don't have to go and look for a defenseman? I don't think that's the answer either. I don't think you want to be content with results you're getting. I still think you want to get better defensively. I still think you want to get a better defenseman on that back end. Now, he doesn't need to be a top two defenseman that costs you, you know, a top prospect or two and a first round pick or something like that. But a fourth or fifth style defenseman would go a long way in this lineup, would go a long way to structure the lineup, as I mentioned, uh, I believe it was last week or the week before. Um, I mentioned how well I'm impressed with Ron Hainsey. Now, if you can get another player, another defenseman that plays just as well as Ron Hainsey, just a little bit younger, then you have a much, much better defensive backing. Now, the more games that you know Borgman and Kelly um, Rosen play, the better they're going to get. But I don't think that they're the best option back there if you want to compete. For for a Stanley Cup. Now, is this saying, you know, later on this season, it's going to be the same thing? No. However, I am not comfortable with Callie Rosen back there. And I'm not an expert. I'm not a coach. I'm not a. I'm, I'm none of that. But from what I see, from what I know about hockey, he just seems a little lost, a little uncomfortable. Maybe he's still adjusting to the NHL game, and that's understandable. But there's some times that... Just looks like he's not exactly ready just yet. I still think a little bit more, a little time in the American Hockey League would do him a lot better. A game that's slightly a little slowed down and slightly a little less aggressive, I think that would help him go a long way. However, things can change. Uh, same thing with, uh, with, with Frederick Anderson. His numbers haven't been there just yet. Um, he currently is 27th in the league and goals against average. And now, yes and no, he's played good and he's played bad. But the defense also hasn't been there to an extent. There's a lot of goals that were let in uh, by Anderson that chances are he didn't really have a chance on. They were tipped in. They were off his own players. They were off skates. They were off sticks. Um, He didn't see the puck. majority of the shots that he can see, he stops. It's the shots that he can't see or the shots that are being tipped in or off his own players, this is the issue, and this is where most of these plays are coming from. Breakdowns in front of his net where he's left alone. But if the defense can improve, get a little bit better, then... We can progress. Now, this is my other thing. Curtis McElhaney played the last game. He also looked lost. He looked very, very uncomfortable. Now, maybe this is the style that he plays, but for the way that the league has kind of transferred into is that most teams have two goaltenders, and chances are both goaltenders can almost be starters. Now, I'm not saying both are all-stars, but you have your, your standard starter, and then your backup is usually a goaltender that's on the rise of almost being a starter and can step in for a couple games if necessary. Now with the Leafs, I'm not 100% comfortable with Curtis MacLaney back there. And I said this in the preseason and a lot of people said, "Well, it's just preseason and you shouldn't react like that and you know, you're overreacting and he's a capable backup." And, and I it, to my to, in my personal opinion, I don't think that he is. I don't think that if Craig Anders uh, Craig Anderson, wow. I don't think that if Frederick Anderson has any issues or needs a break or, you know, hopefully nothing happens but he has an injury, I don't think that Curtis McElhinney is good enough to go on a stretch of five, six to ten games. And this is the reason why the Toronto Maple Leafs went out and they acquired Calvin Pickard. Because he showed in a awful team like Colorado last season that he can be a capable starting goaltender the numbers obviously aren't there but he was playing for a very bad team a team that couldn't score, a team that couldn't defend, a a team that couldn't really do much of anything and to have at least a 900 save percentage on a team like that, that's not too bad that is not too bad Yes, it's not perfect, but the guy's only 25. He's my age. I wish I was able to stop that many pucks if I was a goaltender. But this is why the Leafs went out and they got Calvin Pickard. This is exactly the reason why. And I believe that sometime within the next two or three weeks, Calvin Pickard will be a part of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, why the next two or three weeks? Because I believe we'll have a couple more games, a little more condensed. Once you hit November, the games are going to condense a little bit. We have about a about 10, 11 days left of uh, October or something like that. So about a week and a half. So once you hit November, so in two or three weeks, you're going to be second week in November. And we'll have some, a few more games. Most likely another back-to-back. And I think they're going to see that they need a little more capable, steady backup goaltender. It's nothing against Curtis McElhinney. You know he's had a good career, but he's also getting older as well. I believe he's 35 years old now. And. I think it's time to, now that they have the option, I mean, obviously he's, he's an upgrade over uh, what Enroth was last year. However, still, I still think they need to upgrade. So this is what I'm saying. Like The Leafs, okay, they're, they're, they're betting odds on favorite for the Stanley Cup, but I still think the goal is not to be content with that and to still need to try and make some improvements without completely um, obliterating certain parts of the team. Because some things are working, and you don't want to destroy that. Um, Let's move on from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've been talking about the Maple Leafs for almost 15 minutes, and uh, I love talking about the Leafs, but I don't want to make this, like I mentioned before, a podcast just about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, So let's move on to a uh, another team in their division. Um, I know I mentioned this last week, but are the Habs in trouble? Do the Habs start making moves? What are the Habs going to do? They don't look very good at all. Nothing looks very good right now. Not even Carey Price looks very good right now. And Carey Price, carry Price, I know Carey Price will eventually bounce back and be the steady goaltender we know and seen him become. However, however, um, the Montreal Canadiens' defense needs some help. They've changed pretty much their entire defensive lineup back there, and it hasn't worked. And obviously they can't score. They only have one win on the season. They have three points total. They have lost six games in a row. For a team that was supposed to be, or for a team that won the division last year, yeah, not a good start to the season. They need to make some moves. They need to make some some adjustments. Uh, Mark Bergevin, in my opinion, will not finish the season as the GM. Um, Now, that can be changed if he tries to make a few moves, but you can't blame it on the coach this time. Because the coach has only been there for, what, just about a year now? Almost a year? You can't blame it on the coach this time. So time to start making some moves For a team that's running out of time in terms of their window to compete in the playoffs. Now, I talked a lot about the Habs last week, so I'm not going to go into it. They need some scoring. They need to figure out what they're doing with Galchenyuk. And like I said, I mentioned, I believe in my uh, preseason little preview, I mentioned that they put way too much pressure on Duran in his first game where he only played about 18 minutes. And they were already giving him all this pressure, even when he was acquired. And I still think it's happening. And I feel bad for the kid. He's still a kid. And, um, you know, hope all power to him. Um, I am not a Drew Ryan hater. I just think that it's a lot of pressure. I don't wish that on anybody, especially at that age, to pretty much have to put the Pretty much the entire offense on your back, and hope Carey Price stops the puck on the other side. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure for for someone in their first year in the city, and he's only been in the league uh, for a short time. Um, moving on to uh, the newest team in the NHL. Um, are the Vegas Golden Knights for real? Anybody, or are they just riding the preseason new team? New car smell route. I'm going to go with that. I don't think they're going to keep this up. It's it's a nice little start to the season for them, start to a franchise for them. Uh, best start in terms of an expansion team in NHL history. Um, tying the 1917-18 Montreal Canadiens. And... It's good it, hey it's a happy story. It's a happy story. We, I honestly I'm happy it's happened because Vegas has gone through, you know, we know what they have gone through in the last couple of weeks. So um it's good to see. It's a, it's a nice little feel good story for the city and maybe they're riding high on that on uh you know trying to show the the fans in uh in Vegas that they have something to look to um in their darkest uh Darkest days, darkest moments. So it's a good thing. I I love it. I love seeing that. I don't think they hang on to that just for the fact that eventually Vegas is going to remember that they're still an expansion team. Majority of their players on their team are either in the final year or second last year of their contract. So a lot of those players will not be finishing uh, the season uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, So that'll definitely be One thing to look out for at the end of the season. Uh, Moving on, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings um, have finally came to a contract agreement with restricted free agent Andreas Athanasiu. I'm glad I got that out. I thought I was going to make a mistake on that. Now, this is a very strange situation because the Detroit Red Wings are so close to the cap that I'm surprised this is the contract that ended up coming out because um, they've been having a standstill on their so-called uh, contract agreement for the last couple months. Um, his entry-level contract expired in July, July 1st, and they just haven't been able to make a deal. Now, there could be a few reasons for this, the fact that Detroit literally has no cap space left, or the fact that Andreas just didn't know what he wanted, and he wanted more. They didn't, they didn't have anything to give him. Now, they signed a one-year $1.387 million deal. Now, I don't know what that includes in terms of bonuses. Um, however, it's an interesting contract because you're still going to have to revisit it again. So you might have to trade somebody or move somebody now, and then you're still going to have to revisit it next year because he's definitely going to take in more than $1.3 million next year. Um, in that case, they have to figure it out because he's, uh, he's definitely a really, really good-looking talent, and uh, I don't think you want to be losing that uh, in terms of the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings that are a team that look like they're pretty much um, in the rebuild-slash-retool mode, which is kind of strange to see. After uh, they've only missed the playoffs last year for the first time since I've been alive. The last time they missed the playoffs, aside from last year, I was not a born. So that's very, very, very weird to see. Um, The Boston Bruins, we'll move on from Detroit. uh, The Boston Bruins uh, took a huge blow uh, to their back end as uh, the already struggling Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins have been a team that I already knew probably weren't going to play as well this year, but I didn't think they were going to be this Strugglish out of the gate they've already had to Carrasco down with an injury um, and now uh, Boston Bruins uh, their defenseman Adam McQuaid is out out eight weeks after he broke his right leg on Thursday against the Vancouver Canucks now he is going to have surgery on his broken right fibula um, after the weekend and will take about two months to recover from the injury. So now that's a big, huge blow to uh, the Bruins' back end, and now that might also completely eliminate any sort of chance that the Bruins, if there was any sort of chance that they were going to trade Zedano Chara, this can either be a huge boost to wanting to trade him as they know that they might not make the playoffs this year and might not play as well this year in the playoffs or even get there or in the season in general, or it might boost their wanting to resign him as if, uh, if if Sedano Char does play very, very well this year that maybe they do want to hang on to him and keep him uh, for a Bruin uh, for the rest of his career. Uh, the New Jersey devils. So, We knew that eventually some teams were going to come back to earth. Now, the New Jersey Devils might just be about to come back down to earth. Um, They did come back and beat Ottawa last night, 5-4 in overtime. Um, However, their goaltender, Corey Schneider, uh, left the game with a lower body injury. And now he this morning he or sorry this afternoon he was placed on the injured reserve and now that's a bad thing for two things um first off my fantasy team has taken two huge blows to goaltending i've already had mark andre Fleury out because of concussion and now i have corey schneider out uh with this so hopefully he's not out too long hopefully for my fantasy team's sake um They believe it's some sort of a tweak of the groin. They haven't said too much about it. Um, However, uh, he did finish uh, the second period. But once they did evaluate him, they decided to uh, put Keith Kincaid Uh, the backup goaltender, um, in to start the third period, and he ended up getting the win for the Devils. So in the end, it did work out for them in this game. Now, I feel bad for Corey Schneider because Corey Schneider had a very, very rough year last year. His numbers were not great. The Devils did not have a good season. um, And, you know, hey, they got the first overall pick. Uh, But they did not have a good season. Corey Schneider did not have his best season. And um, he was playing very, very well to start the year. He looked very, very good to start the year and he looked like the the Schneider of old. I know he's not that old, but still he looked very 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 good. And his numbers were there, his 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 the wins were there. The team was performing, he was backstopping the team. The team was very surprising as you know we all thought that they were in sort of a rebuild and they were doing very well. Now, hopefully Corey Schneider, for his sake, um, is not out too long, and hopefully this does not hinder him from having a good season as he was already starting to have, because I feel very, very disappointed for him if that is the case. Um, Hopefully, uh, all the best uh, to him. Um, Moving on uh, to the NBA. Speaking of injuries. Speaking of injuries. Gordon Hayward. Oh, there is not too many videos that I usually watch willingly that get me to a point of legitimately turning off the screen and running. But this was one of them. I heard about the injury because I wasn't watching the game, but I heard about the injury and I went to see the video. And it was so bad that I had to watch it again because I wanted to make sure that what I had seen was what I had saw, seen, saw. I don't know which, which way you put it. But I couldn't believe, could not believe what I did see. And it was a horrific injury, and I don't want to sugarcoat it. Um, he's definitely going to be out for quite a while. Um, and it's a huge blow to the Boston Celtics, who have made um, a lot of of retools in the offseason, especially getting Kyrie Irving. They were supposed to be a contender in the East, and um, that has definitely taken a significant blow. However, there is one thing I will say, and I don't know if anyone else saw this, um, the Skip Bayless tweet. Um, there is a time and a place to kind of say where an injury might react to affecting, you know, the Eastern Conference or how a team performs, but the way that you do it, soon as it happens, especially an injury this horrific, is absolutely, absolutely just crossing the line. You're, You're stepping over the line here. I don't know why you would say anything like that and and say, you know, and then take a shot at LeBron as this is something that's going to affect him. LeBron is the one that, you know, went to him and and gave him his best wishes and hopefully for the best and, you know, quick recovery and everything like that. And you're posting stuff like this. And I think anybody that posted anything like that is sick. You don't deserve um, to say anything like that. It's not right. So all in all, um, all the best. To Gordon, and uh, it's uh, not anything good you want to see. Uh, definitely, to start the season, uh, spe- especially uh, being uh, on a new team, that definitely um, is not a good thing for anyone uh, to see. Um, the Toronto Raptors opened with a win yesterday, and now I wouldn't look too much into it. They played very well yesterday. However, they're playing the Chicago Bulls are significantly. Um, lower skill than they were last year. Uh, no more Jimmy Butler. No more Dwayne Wade. So I wouldn't look too much into it. Um, valentinus had a good game. And uh, DeRozan kind of fit in a little bit. Didn't pitch him with too many points, but uh, that's going to happen. And um, you know what? If they can still pick up a win on the games that DeRozan is not putting up a lot of points, then you know what? That's a good thing for the team. Um, They look like a good team They look like a good team in the east Now This is what I hate is the whole NBA's super team thing And it's going to be very difficult for a team Even as you know high quality as the Raptors, to even compete. And this might even be one of the best teams that they've ever compiled in franchise history. So that's one of the frustrating things that I have, at least watching basketball, is that at the end of the day, no matter how good the team's playing, um, it's very difficult for them to even ever ever do anything, strictly because of how many other better teams there are in the East and in the West um, in terms of teams that are put together uh, via super teams, um, I'm not going to go on a rant of super teams and why I don't like them. It's just it's very difficult as the casual fan um, to watch the sport when you know already predominantly who is going to be there at the end of the day. So it's very difficult as a Toronto Raptors fan to really get excited for the season. When at the end of the day, we're probably going to play Cleveland at some point in the playoffs and end up losing. Yeah, I said it. So, yeah. Um, Difficult for us. I was there last season when we lost in game four against the Cavs, so that kind of sucked. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it this year. I'm a little bitter um, over what hasn't transpired over the last couple years um, in the NBA and how it's affecting the hometown Toronto Raptors in the whole grand scheme of things of competition in the East and overall in the NBA. Uh, Moving forward, um, we're going to go to the NFL. Um, Did anybody watch the crazy game yesterday? That was a good game. Now, those are the games that we should have on Thursdays. These are the games that we should have on Thursdays. Divisional matchup. The Chiefs and the Raiders. Oakland and Kansas City. It was a good divisional matchup. And it was a good game. A very, very good game. And it came down to the last play of the game. That happened three or four times. So first the Raiders. You know they had under 10 seconds left. And they pick up a touchdown. To think that they've tied the game at 30. Chance to win the game with the said field goal. Nope. They were... Uh, It was called back on a penalty um, for offensive pass interference. Okay, so now they try it again. And incomplete. However, penalty on the play. Uh, Kansas City got a penalty for holding. Okay, replay again. First and goal. Derek Carr throws. And incomplete again. And there's another flag, And it's another holding penalty on Kansas City. Then finally, they do it again. And touchdown. This one counts. We're all good and dandy. Tied at 30 apiece. No time on the clock, I much must mention, at this point. The final play of the game, there was... 0-0-0 zero, zero, zero on the clock. This is the only sport that I understand that you can play at zero zero zero. The game's over. But as a Raiders fan, I concur. Go ahead, play with no time on the clock. That's fine. Raiders throw, touchdown. Raiders are tied thirty to thirty. They kick the field goal. Raiders win. Good game for them. They improve to three and four. The Chiefs have now lost two games in a row. They fall to five and two. Looking forward to Sunday, 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 NFL Sunday. Um, It's going to be packed this weekend with a bunch of decent matchups on the schedule. um, For uh, my picks for this Sunday, Uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers over the Bills. The Vikings over the Ravens. The Dolphins over the Jets. After the Dolphins beat the Falcons last week. uh, The Rams over the Cardinals. The Jags over the Colts. I'm going to take the Saints over the Aaron Rodgers-less Packers. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers over the Chicago Bears. The Tennessee Titans over the lonely Cleveland Browns. The Cowboys over the 49ers. The Broncos over the Chargers. The Steelers over the Bengals. The Seahawks over the zero-win Giants. And I will take the Falcons over the Patriots. And on Monday night, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles over the Washington Redskins. That'll be a good matchup on the Monday as well as I'm looking forward to that Falcons and Patriots matchup as well. There should be some decent matchups this weekend on Sunday. And hopefully for my fantasy team, I do well. Lost two weeks in a row. Hoping to bounce back this week. I'm praying to the fantasy gods that I get a victory this week. Uh, one thing to pass your way in the NFL that just came down uh, about uh, about an hour ago. Um, Marshawn Lynch has been suspended for one game uh, for his game misconduct penalty that led to him being kicked out of the game uh, last night in the Raiders and um, Chiefs game after he got into an altercation um, there was a scrum on the field and he put his hands on a referee and pushed the referee we all know this is a no-no I believe personally and this is me speaking as a Raiders fan I believe this is the suspension should have been more. Um, I believe he should have gone at least two or three games. Strictly for the fact that he ran off the field off the sideline. He was not on the field during the play. That alone should be a game suspension. And then for pushing the referee, you should have gone at least another game or two. That's just me. It's a no-no I know Marshawn Lynch loves the attention, but sometimes you don't need to pull too much attention. Don't do it. I know it's you, but eh, we don't need to see it. It's it's not necessary. We don't need to see it. It's uh it's not not, not necessary Um going forward, the World Series has one participant ready and willing to try and take the final trophy and that is the los angeles dodgers have finally gotten themselves back to the world series for the first time since 1988 when they beat the oakland athletics in the world series the la dodgers took down the chicago cubs in five games and they did so pretty handily last night. And now they look forward to whoever comes out of the game in the Yankees and Houston Astros series. And right now the Yankees lead the series 3-2. to And they are currently playing, as we speak, I don't believe there is a score yet in that game. The Houston Astros need to uh, get a victory tonight or their season will be over and the New York Yankees will head to their seemingly endless amount of World Series appearances and take on the LA Dodgers. So it should be an interesting uh, World Series to say the least. Um, I'm looking forward to the season just ending. Um, it's weird. It's been weird without the Blue Jays in the playoffs. It's hard watching in Canada when the Blue Jays are in the playoffs. That well, it was depressing, depressing, depressing news. And uh yeah, it's been uh it's been an interesting week for uh for interesting headlines. Overall, it's been a fun week. Overall, you should be enjoying your weekend. I am going to and my podcast here for this week. It's been fun. Talked about some interesting things. If you have any sort of questions, comments, concerns, if you're an angry or sad Habs fan or happy and energetic Leafs fan and have anything you want to talk about, you can be a fan of anything else I talked about Raiders fan, LA Dodgers fan, Yankees fan, anything like that. Get at me. Let's have a conversation. Um, get at my Twitter at Teo Pasculi 92, T E O P A S C U L L I, the number nine, the number two. Give me a follow, give me a, a mention, anything you want to talk about. I am ready, I'm willing um, to have that conversation. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please let me know. And ahead of that, enjoy the weekend. Hockey Night in Canada is tomorrow. It'll be headlined by a Battle of Ontario, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Ottawa Senators. Followed by Sunday, Sunday Night Football. And we will talk again next week about, hopefully, some good news some interesting news. Hopefully no bad news. And coming from that, I'm going to end it here and we will have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. I know I will. I have a very busy weekend ahead of me, so that's why I wanted to get this done tonight. And I hope you do too. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Later.